Welcome to a very special edition of the Confidently Creative podcast. In this episode, I'm in conversation with composer, musician Matt Park, who records under the name of Bite the Boxer. The music's absolutely beautiful, and I will leave the links in the show notes to his latest album, Haunted Remains, which I think you're going to love. But also, I think what you'll find fascinating, because it fascinated me, is Matt's creative process. It's truly unique. So have a listen. Let me know what you think and enjoy the episode. So I'm joined here on the Confidently Creative podcast for Six Degrees of Inspiration by Matt Park, who you probably know as Bite the Boxer, amazing band, solo band, from Dorchester. Matt, thanks for joining us today. How are you? Good evening. I'm, I'm, I'm very good, thanks. Considering it's a, uh, we're recording this on a Monday evening, almost halfway through January, I'm actually doing really well. Thank you. Excellent. So it's, it would normally be a blue Monday, but uh, instead we're having a chat here. And I'm, I'm really glad because, I said to you earlier, I am a, a bit of a fan of By the Boxer, I've got to say. So. <laughs> very kind <laughs> so <laughs> we did uh, an interview recently for dorset biz news which is six degrees of inspiration and that's what we're going to follow today uh, there were basically six questions about your creativity your process what inspires you so we're going to start with question number one of those um so just tell us what you think and uh, let's have a chat so the first question was what inspires your creative ideas okay well a little bit of um, almost like a bit of backstory for like quickly before we get into the uh, the meat of this answer is that I'm trying to approach this interview and these questions when I answered them using both of both of my hats, if you like, my day to day work hat, which is I'm a creative. I do online marketing for a big uh, musical instrument company. And then, of course, as you, you mentioned, um, in the evenings and weekends, I make music as 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 by the boxes. So um, I'm I'm pretty pretty creative in in most aspects of my life, I guess. So there's always uh, creativity kicking around in, in in my house, whether that's me on the music or or my wife making arts and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of inspiration. Um, but way I approach inspiration and creative ideas is I try to think about the desired end result and work my way back from there. So when I'm making music, I tend to ask myself, I ask myself a few things actually, but mostly it's, would I listen to this? Um, and similarly, when I'm doing my day-to-day job of marketing campaigns, I think, would I respond to this? How would I respond if I saw this advert? And then I try to work my way back and then get, in a way, attach my own experience as, as a user and as a consumer of, 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 of the product. Um, right. Like I say, work my way back through there. But the... I ask myself that would I listen to it um, I also like to ask myself do I enjoy the process and am I learning anything from this process and I have to tick those three boxes really am I learning from it do I enjoy it and would I enjoy the the end product 
it's strange. I do a lot of work with uh, creatives on creative process. So four-step creative process, how we get to creating something. Um, and a lot of that work for many creatives is quite private. But you have a, a very different process sometimes as well. You like to create kind of in public. Yeah. Um, a lot of my songs have been... Um, I, I produced certainly the bulk of them on a channel called Twitch, which is a social media channel. I think primarily is set up for for gamers, so you can watch other people play online games. And I used it particularly while we're in lockdown um, as, as a way of um, as a way of self development and becoming more accountable for my music production progression so i set myself little challenges such as make as much of a song as i can in two hours and then within there make as much of a song as i can using just one instrument or using one drum machine or based on this idea or based on this genre i kind of had a theme and then i'd start a song from scratch and see how far i can get in that two hours two and a half hours and that was that was a lot of a lot of fun and it it taught me quite nicely not to overthink things not to overthink my process because if sometimes i had like 50 odd 50 60 people watching and commenting which is crazy <laughs> crazy nerve-wracking right but i was thinking if i've got 50 people watching they don't want to see me you know painfully going through lots of different sounds for two hours and fiddling like nuances they want to see actual progress for two hours um so it, it taught me to yeah just trust my trust my gut and, and just go for it right it's fascinating because um the creative process can be very private mm -hmm. for many reasons like you kind of need it to be but also by I will say this to people as well. You need limitations when you're creating. Yeah. So you, if someone said, have as much time and money as you want, you'd never come up with anything, yeah. I think. So I think what you've done is you've really challenged yourself. And, and are these people, they're interacting with you, they're telling you what they think, what they like, where they think you should go with the process? Yeah, so sometimes I, I did have other music producers who knew much better than me about the technical process and generally they were really nice and gave me really constructive criticism and feedback and gave me useful pointers and sometimes I'd have people watching that didn't know about music production and just wanted to see kind of a slight peek behind the curtain of okay this is how a song can be made and so it was good for them because I didn't go too much into the nitty-gritty detail i think it's amazing I, I don't know if there are other people that are operating or creating in the same way that that you do are, are you you kind of unique is anyone else doing this i think there's there's certainly a few others and they have oh, been okay. getting more and more popular um and there's a couple sort of mid-sized bands which do it and I, the name escapes them but they're kind of more kind of metal bands who just have a couple cameras set up in the room while they're rehearsing or writing on songs and they're not as interactive but um 
you kind of you can have a bit of a fly on the wall approach to it live which is yeah so yeah there's there's people out there doing similar but not not many i love it i know we're going to talk a little bit later about david bowie as well but i i kind of i really see this as a bowie thing i can imagine like (laughs) bowie in his heyday if twitch had been available i think he would have been on it doing it like that no doubt so um okay the next question from our our six is why do you think arts and culture is important to everyone? What it means to me is is that it's the personality of of people. It's what gives us personality. It brings out you know, how passionate we are about things. How we um, it, it teaches us how to process different situations. You know, from from a early age we're reading stories and hearing stories reading books um and they go into our, our our minds into our subconscious of okay this is how we can see the world and this is how we can process situations that we're put into so arts and culture is what gives us our, our personality it's right. what brings excitement and and yeah we'd be pretty um pretty boring without it thanks it's funny because you use that word boring because you know how many creatives say that, that and and it's um it's like how do you define boring? You know, there's there's many things that we could do, but there's something about arts and culture and creativity that makes our life not boring. What, what do you th- what do you think it is? Arts and music is is created with the end goal of bringing out emotions i guess and bringing out excitement and when you're creating whether you're creating music or films or a piece of art the artist that created that is trying to get something across and trying to make the person the, the viewer the con- consumer i guess um feel something so um and generally generally you you, you want that to be a positive experience Generally, I probably, you know, 80, 90% of the time, you'll probably hope it's a, a positive experience, but sometimes you want, you know, what you want the shock factor or you want some go hard and gritty and not particularly pleasant, but you want to get that point across. You you work for uh, for a business. I've worked in, in corporations as well. So, what advice would you give to a business to help them become more creative? I would, I would say don't be afraid of asking for outside help or advice. Um, and it's I don't know if perhaps when we were work, everyone was working from home rather than in the office, there might have been a, a shift in behaviour. But yeah, go go and, and ask other people for help. Right. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny, LinkedIn has um, creative thinking as the number one requirement for uh, employers right now. They're, that's what they're looking for. So maybe there's more. Um, maybe it's more for you and I to do with companies. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. to you. <laughs> um, so we alluded to uh, to Bowie earlier on, and uh, I think I know the answer to this next question. Question four. 
Who is your creative hero? Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> big DB himself there, <laughs> David Bowie. Um, but another one, a uh, little fun curveball which I like to throw in. Um, he's kind of similar but different in a similar way, is is uh, Bob Ross, the artist Bob Ross. And yep. if you've ever seen any of his shows, as beautiful as they were and as delightful as they were to watch, it's always going on about these these happy accidents and just rolling with it and learning with it and trusting yourself and not being afraid as well um, is, is what I got from, from Bob Ross. Again, that's going back to um, our friend David Bowie. That's me. If there's anyone that ever did that, it's, it's, it's David Bowie with his, you know, um, reinvention and his experimentation and his adventure spirit. He's, he's quite arguably one of the most, one of the most creative people we've ever seen or possibly likely to see ever again. He's, he's an absolute genius. For many people, they might just be aware of China Girl, Modern Love, Let's Dance is fine because they're all great songs but i what got you into bowie was it that or was it something earlier uh it was it was my mum my mum was a big bowie fan and she's a big glam rock fan so loved loved um loved mark boland and t-rex um so growing up i i had a lot of bowie and, and boland records on around the house um and yeah i, I <laughs> one of my earliest memories was at one christmas time watching the david bowie film labyrinth right and thinking and, and that time when that film was shown on tv he did an extra introduction i don't know if you remember this but he did like he's all in his his uh Jared costume and he introduced the film and there's an extra special introduction to it and i remember watching it thinking what what is this i've never seen anything like this before um and i loved the songs from that film and then after a while i discovered okay well that's the same guy that did you know China Girl and Let's Dance and did all these other amazing, amazing songs and got me thinking, well, they, they barely, they barely look like the same person and they've got all these different things and he, he became, yeah, all these characters and he just became an absolute uh, colourful icon to me of, you know, constantly invention and I remember thinking, well, did this confuse people? Like, they kept changing? Did, <laughs> was it a, a weird thing to see? Um, and yeah, it, it just stuck with me and he's been the most consistent artist in, in my, you know, in my listening in the last 30 years or so. But let's say, imagine, could happen, you know, mm -hmm. somebody listening to this is not familiar with Bowie. Mm -hmm. Uh, what would you say would be the best sort of path into Bowie? It's a tricky one because I think you alluded to this earlier. He's something different to different people. So like you say, you had the 80s thing and the 70s phase and the 60s phase. Um, 
so so for me it was it was the 80s stuff and, right. and quite sort of sax heavy and almost that dare I say it, funky sort of sound to it um so I had that and that was my path into it and then I folded out from there but I guess you could go from the um kind of trippy almost pink floyd hippie-esque stuff from the very beginning is, is a fun way of doing it because that shows him i think that shows him that his most colorful and, and creative his music as something um which you know is a sneaky way of me saying how do you describe your music this is one of the things i keep coming back to david bowie about is is and he said in one of his interviews in the last few years was was that he only made music for for himself whatever he was into at the time and he said, the moment that you start making music for other people, it just becomes worthless and pointless. So my music is whatever I'm listening to at the time. Um, and on, I've got a lot of stuff on, on Spotify and streaming services, which started about two and a half years ago or so now. And when it started, it was very much... 80s style electronic synth wave very instrumental um and i was very excited by by the uh soundtrack to tron which daft punk did i loved that um and i loved how they integrated and interweaved electric electronic drum machines and synthesizers with real string sounds to get that really cinematic sound so my early stuff was was like that cinematic and electronic elements me um forged them together then from there i did a bunch of songs which were much more cinematic ambient um which my wife would probably say was, was space music. <laughs> Stuff to listen to while floating around in space, which is nice. Um, yeah, sort of like sci-fi, spacey sci-fi music. Uh, again, quite quite nice and relaxing and low-key. And then from there, I started going down this path of... Again, it's difficult to explain, but like dream pop, alt-pop... Um, and I'm sure we're going to go into more detail about this in a minute. Trip hop, um, bringing in these these 
electronic elements to it. Um, and, and learning, picking up learnings each time I changed genre. So there's still, in the music that I've most recently put out, there's still aspects of that 80s synthwave stuff. And there's still elements of cinematic ambience in there as well. So each time I've changed course, I've I've learned from it and learned as I've got along to kind of, and I think I've got to a point now where I'm happy and comfortable with my sound. So I know which direction I'm going and I'm a bit more, a bit more focused, I think. Having been a teenager in the eighties, I, I definitely pick up on those references. Um, one, I think it was one of your earlier pieces, the 86 sound that for me, uh, I was picking up some Jean-Michel Jarre in that, to be honest with you. So I, was, yeah. I, I, w- I was definitely feeling that, that sort of bubbling, and, like you said, cinematic. Um, but it's interesting the journey that I think you've you've gone on. And obviously your, your latest album is, uh, I think it's much more melodic. And as I said to you before, kind of, pastoral but I don't mean that in a in a negative way I mm-hmm. I feel that space I feel that sense of of place like I said I don't think it's an urban sound but I once again that's not negative I think it's really important that when we create something it it, it comes from a place I think that's that's really really key whether that's an imaginary place or mm-hmm. a real place I don't I, you know I don't think that's uh that matters um and I I know that you know, 99.9% of musicians and and creatives will, will say that their art is unique and they don't like to pigeonhole it or don't like comparisons. And um, I think that mine is, it, again, I think that mine is unique, but I think that's more of me just creating for myself and creating stuff that I like rather than having this extensive knowledge of for example trip hop i don't I, I like some trip hop i don't have an extensive back catalog knowledge of it um so i i kind of take little bits from it and i learn from it and i mix it with other stuff which i like um and it's like i say it's, it's i'm not trying to sound elitist I, I just genuinely think that I'm making my own blend which is both a blessing and a curse it it's 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 a blessing because I know it's something which is unique to me and it is nice thing that I can put out something which is unique and different but then it's a bit of a curse when I try to do any kind of marketing for it and people ask me questions like what does it sound like? Well, here's a 15 minute long answer for it. <laughs> well, no, I think um I think that's interesting because also it's a journey. So I, I think you're I think you're right, and I would say this to other creatives as well, to to not necessarily pigeonhole yourself because that doesn't leave you space to develop. Yeah. So you you have been on a journey. I was, you know, I remember the first Duran Duran album, right? It was called Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. So it's all neuromantic. Uh, there was a, a an electronic instrumental track called Tel Aviv, but there was also a kind of almost punky track called Friends of Mine. And really what that first album was, was their journey of the last four or five years till they got to that point. I mean, it was all, you know, kind of 
put onto one album. So um, I think I think you're absolutely right. Don't your your music is excellent. If people want to know what it's like. It's great. That's what we should tell them. Okay. Um, so you've you've done a lot of you, you know you've been in different bands. You 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 now you know bite the boxer. Um, so what is this? Is question five? What piece of creative work are you most proud of? Um, there's a song on the new album which I actually released as a single, probably about mid middle of last year called Forgotten, which was one of the songs which I made on the Twitch streams. And at the end of the stream, I you know, the, the usual kind of thing of, you know, going through the whole process of saving my work and shutting down the computer. And I went to listen back to the song the next day and couldn't find it. So I just presumed, oh, darn, gosh, <laughs> it didn't save. <laughs> um, and then eventually I, I found it uh, two or three months down the line, hence why it's called Forgotten, um, stumbled upon it by accident. And I listened back to it and it got me really excited and it made me listen back to to other pieces of music which I created in, in a different way because I listened back to that and I thought, yeah, actually this is this is pretty good. This is this is something I'm I can be really, really proud of. Um even though it was it was unfinished at the time, it was something which I was I got really excited about and that kind of is the refresher I needed to keep going at that point because I was able to listen back to it and go, yes, actually, this is something which I'd listen to, which is one of those core principles, if you like, which I spoke about earlier. Is, okay, did I learn from it? Did I enjoy it? Will I listen to it? It's absolutely something which I'd listen to. And I was super proud of that song and still am. And it got played on BBC... Um, Solent introducing, which I've tried to get onto in previous bands. And we should we should explain because some people might not know what that BBC introducing program is. So maybe as you've been part of it, you can explain it to people that maybe are not familiar with it. <laughs> sure. Um, BBC introducing is split up by regions. So we have my local region is BBC Solent, and there's BBC Southwest and one for Southeast and Midlands and these regions and you send in your music on the BBC uploader and they listen to it and then there's a lot of waiting to see if 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 they'll play it and eventually they'll send you an email going yep we liked it and we're going to play it on BBC Solent and it's all all uh, unsigned bands and um, you know under the radar bands and generally the the the, the standard is just incredibly high um, I've been on it five or six times. I'm lucky enough to be on it five or six times now. And each time that I, I listen to these shows, I think, yikes, I'm, I'm in good company. <laughs> now, they, these songs are, are really, really good. Um, and the artists that sent, obviously they get sent a lot because there are a lot of creative people about and there's a lot of amazing musicians especially in the area, but obviously across the UK and, and across England and Scotland and Wales. And I've had the notification to say that people at BBC Radio 1 have listened to it because they do, they do their introducing, which is kind of a, a best of all the areas. Um, I haven't been played on BBC Radio 1 yet. Hopefully that's, hopefully that's something for, the, for this year to, to aim for. Oh, I hope so. 
So just for people who don't know, so Radio 1 in the UK, because mm-hmm. uh, people listen to this all over the world, is a national uh, a national radio station, national pop station. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if, if you go on Radio 1, that is, that's pretty massive. But I think, Matt, honest, even to be considered is, uh, is pretty massive, let's be honest. So, and what do you think it was about, like, the song Forgotten that kind of got you that traction, if you like? Really not sure. They they don't tend to give a lot of feedback. I think that, that there's a lot of crossover in that music, so it is accessible for people that are usually listening to pop music. I think it's got aspects of electronic music in there. It's got aspects of, you know, I, I try to include bits of actual guitar playing because I'm a guitarist originally, um, so I tried to get into yeah, elements of, of this indie kind of almost indie pop rock sort of sound to it as well so there's a lot of crossover which I hope comes across and I'm hoping that's that's perhaps that's what what got them listening to it right yeah it's 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 fascinating it, it because I hear things in the music that maybe you don't but that's because of my background um but no it's great so I think Forgotten is a, is a wonderful track. And what I'll do is I'll leave uh, all of the links to all your stuff in the show notes as well. So people listening can go straight there, listen to your music, download it, hopefully purchase it uh, and support your continuing journey. Question six, which is our last question. So you've released Haunted Remains. What are you working on now? Haunted Remains wasn't really a, a, a planned release as such because I actually released most of the songs in that one by one through the year and there's a couple new ones on there Um, and there's just like a collection of rounding up the year so I've got 2023 as as complete fresh so once it remains was 2022 almost like 2022 the singles collection (laughs) kind of kind of deal way of wrapping up the year nicely Um, because I wanted to go into this year and completely start it afresh and I said earlier that now that I know my sound and where I'm most comfortable and a bit more about where I'm going. I can go go further down that down that rabbit hole and create more um, and write more write more songs and use kind of use the last year as a template because I think that that went well, like releasing songs one by one as I was doing them, as I was making them. Um, so I've still got that journey, that evidential journey of I released this song in the beginning of the year and then as I went through the year I've released more songs so I'm going to try and do that again I would like to get into more elements of of guitar principally as I've been a guitarist for the last 20 years or so I think um, and I'd like to work more with with local singers I'm not a singer myself so can I ask, sorry, Matt, who, who does the vocals on your... These are a collection of remote um, session musicians and samples, which I've I've sourced from, from specialist uh, vocal sample uh, companies and, and purchased the rights for. And then I tend to play with them to the pitch and the speed to make them fit into songs, which I'm working on at the time, which I think suits the lyrics and the tone and the tempo and the general feel of the music which I'm going for. Working with those 
samples and it's kind of a limitation because and and this it's one of those good limitations which we spoke about earlier because when i get those audio files of of the singers and the vocal parts it's you get what you get <laughs> and uh, i can't go back and say oh can you just change these words around or can you try something different with this delivery it's that this is how it is um so it's given me those parameters to work in and um one of the things i wanted to do last year which i did really i'm really pleased with my progress there, is working with vocals which is something i haven't done before because not being not being a singer myself i can't record myself um so yeah but now my way to find these samples and these audio files of, of, of singers and working with those and getting creative with, with them so applying lots of stuttery effects and echoes and reverbs and chopping them up the first song on the album is called falling and there's a nice vocal line in that which i chopped up and for most of the song those vocals actually form part of the drum beats because i've chopped up words and sounds from the words to be bass drum or snare drum or hi-hats kind of sounds which come from the vocal sound vocals which i chopped up so that was a lot of fun to experiment with wow that's that's amazing it, it been on my mind because I, I realized that you know they're all female vocals <laughs> i don't know whether you've done something with your voice or whether you know you had a you had a little falsetto thing going on uh, but it didn't sound like that so no it's an amazing process so um 2022 that's Haunted Remains is the best of. So 2023, are you going to become a guitar band? Are you alluding to that? Are you going to, or you, you're just waiting to see kind of where the, where inspiration takes you? Yes, exactly that. Um, yeah, take it as it, as it comes and and keep pushing myself each time I make a song to do something more and develop and learn. I, I love performing live and I do, I do miss it. And I've been in bands before now, which have played live a lot across the South Coast and London a lot, gigged. Um, and I do miss it, but um, yeah, again, it's one of those things of if I come across other musicians who are happy to help out with the vocals and they help out with guitars and help out with drums, then then I'm always open. I'm always open to that. So basically what we're saying is if there's anyone out there that's listened to your album and wants to get on stage and do it with you, they should basically <laughs> drop your line. Absolutely. Cool. Yep. Excellent. Matt, thank you so much thank for you. your time. I really appreciate it. As you said at the beginning, it's uh, the slightly dreary, dark Monday night here on the South Coast of England. It's yes. been fascinating. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you ever so much.
thank you for listening to the Confidently Creative Podcast today. We're playing out with this beautiful piece of music, which is called Forgotten. It's from Haunted Remains, which is Bite the Boxer's latest album. I hope you like it. And as I said at the top of the show, I'll leave all the links for you in the show notes. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free. And like it, share it, tell your friends, and also let me know what you think. If you need help with your creative project or you'd like me to speak at your event, please just drop me a line as well, jasonwardcreative at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at jasonwardcreative and TikTok at jasoncreativedirector. Thanks, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Confidently Creative Podcast. Confidently Creative.